Today's anecdotal experience is sponsored by the Headspace Guided Meditation app. I started using Headspace and now I'm like way more chill. I'm so chill I might lower my dosage of anxiety medication. Maybe. Well actually no. Better wait. Probably soon though. Thank you for listening to the Anecdotal Experience Podcast. Merry Boxing Day. I'm glad you're here. Um, it's a good, uh, if you're listening, you're slipping away from your family to listen to my podcast. What's the matter with you? Go hang out with your family. Just kidding. Who needs them? Or you're driving home from Christmas celebration. Either way, it's good you're here. Today on our podcast, we have Lucas Frazier. Lucas talks about his new band, Suck the Honey. Go to suckthehoney.com. It's his band's website. We talk about being in a band, talk about passion, talk about um, art, love, a little bit. Losing dogs. He lost a dog. Maybe he lost a dog. Maybe he finds the dog. I'm not going to spoil that story for you. It's not my style. It was my style, but not anymore. Uh, I love you. Thanks for being here. Leave an iTunes review or don't. Someone did. Travis Bender did. I'll shout you out. Uh, let's do this with Lucas Frazier. Um, yeah, dude. Wait, so you lost... I kind of want to talk about you losing your dogs real quick. Mm, I know you don't want to. Uh, hey, Lena, <laughs> beat it. Um, um, I mean, I, I... Yeah, we can talk about it to a point. Okay. We can talk about the dogs. Yeah, just be like, stop. If you're if you're like I don't want to no I'm not going there. But wait, All so right. the first one you said you you had a okay when you're picking a dog with a girl mm-hmm. doesn't that cross your mind that if this doesn't work out it's like having a child man did yeah. that cross your mind? I mean I guess you know both situations where I was you know with a girl and we decided we were gonna get a dog it was just like. <sighs> It, I feel like it happens when you're in the honeymoon phase, when you're yeah. like freshly moved in together. Like maybe not the honeymoon phase, but like you've freshly moved in together yeah. and, you know, you both love dogs and there are no animals there. So all of a sudden you find yourself on Craigslist and Pet Finder just checking out what's out in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden you find yourself outside of a pet smart on a Saturday or Sunday and the rescue's got their dogs out there and it's this it's horrible right it's so sad you're getting you know? a dog and then all of us like I remember with the 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 first girl I was with who, who I got a dog with I remember we just we were just gonna go look okay we were just gonna go look yeah and then of course you know we find this friggin dog that we just we decided that day that we absolutely had to have it and then we got it you know yeah like i think both situations were like oh god actually oh what what do you gotta say i got a i got a better story for you about girls and dogs yeah what do you got so we gotta put go back to that though because i do have a question oh okay go ahead well yeah let's just do it like knock it out now you're going to check out dogs are you nervous at all thinking when you're about to get the dog or are you so in the honeymoon phase that you're like no this is great like this woman is awesome i couldn't see this going wrong and we're gonna get a dog and things are gonna be great yeah are you worried at all that's what i'm asking um i mean the second time 
Because you knew what happened the first time. Exactly. Okay. And, and that's why I that's why I brought up like the prenup. Yeah, explain that the to official the official dog prenup. Quick. Well, yeah. uh, the relationship I just got out of uh, the girl and I when we decided to get a dog, I just had to tell her like because of the situation I had had with my previous girlfriend of of you know when her and I broke up, her just deciding the dog was hers with no conversation. Um, cause she just left like a thief in the night. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. With the dog. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And, um, so with my most recent ex, I just told her, I was like, listen, like I have, I, you know, I just have to say this, like I have no plans of, of breaking up with you and not being with you, but because of what happened to me in this previous relationship, we have to establish that this is your dog. Oh, so you just said you're just giving her the dog at that point. Well, I mean, so you were willing to say, I'm not going to get too attached to this dog because I also know it's not. I mean, I knew I was going to. Yeah, there's no inevitably. Okay, I yeah. mean, you know, spent just as much time with that dog as as she did. Spent just as much time training it and taking care of it. And, yeah, man. You know, loving it and all that. I mean, um, but, you know, when it did come time to break up, it you know, it hasn't made it any easier to lose the little guy, but like, at least I knew that that was going to be part of it. Right. Rather than just surprise, the dog is gone. Right. You know, you knew that like underlying the entire time. Right. That if this ends, your dog's gone. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. Why did you, okay. Another question. Why did you say, Oh, it's your dog. Why did you give her the dog in that sense? Why didn't you like kind of put up a well, fight for it? Okay, so what had happened with her and I before that, and I I will try to make I will try to uh, give what? the abridged version of this okay, story yeah, yeah, yeah. because right. it could be very long. Okay, but basically what happened is is her and I had been living together for a while, and she really wanted a corgi. Okay. Okay. And corgi puppies are very expensive. Oh yeah. Man. I mean, you know, we're talking about five hundred to a thousand dollars, depending on who the parents are, and and yeah, y- you know, a lot of stuff, uh, who raised them and, and all that. But so we we spent months. Well, really, she spent months looking online for a, like a reasonably priced younger corgi dog. Right? Yeah. She really really wanted this dog, and um, you know, she was going to pay for it like this. This was going to be her pet, and right. I was just like, "I'm, I'm with you," you know. Okay, so you're kind of along for the shopping ride. I mean, I was totally down. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like I, I mean, I like corgis. They've never been like one of my favorite dogs, but at that point, I was just like, "Dogs, yeah, let's do it." Yeah, you know, let's get one. Yeah, yeah. So after like, I mean, God, it had to be like three or four months of uh, looking around the internet. She finally found um, a corgi about. 15 minutes north of Columbus, uh, this lady was selling two of them for like 300 bucks a piece. They're a year old. Um, we didn't know why yet. So, you know, she talked to her and scheduled a, a meeting. Um, so we drove up there two hours and 15 minutes and we get there and it's this like house, uh, like a house in the suburbs and it's a lady with like three daughters and these two one-year-old corgis. And we come to find out that she is getting rid of these dogs because 
her she's divorcing her husband and moving into an apartment and she can't afford to take care of these dogs and her children because she's also like going to have to like work two jobs and she's going to school so we're just like oh jesus uh so like right when we walk in the dogs come running up to us and they're super friendly and stuff and then all of a sudden they just start barking at me and and you know, it doesn't scare me, but I'm just like, oh, you know, it's okay. It's right. okay. We're not going to hurt the kids or anything. Mm-hmm. Come to find out this, because like the one dog just keeps barking and barking. And the lady finally says to me, she says, I'm sorry, you you look a lot like my ex-husband. Oh, really? Yeah. And so like the whole situation is just like, oh my God, like, let's get this dog and get the, can you cuss? Can you say that? Yeah, you say okay. whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, Let's get the fuck out of here, man. So Wait, you still wanted the dog, even though the dog, wait, did the dogs not like you? Because you look like the ex-husband? That's that's what I think. But you're still going to take the dog. Well, because like the dogs were still taken to her. Okay. And, you know, we talked about it and we figured like, okay, we get this dog in the car. We take it home. Right. Take it out. Give it treats. Pet it. Be nice. You know, it'll... Yeah. It'll, it'll act- forget about its old life. I mean... Yeah. We knew it wouldn't happen overnight. Yeah. But... Um, she was really super sold on this dog. And even though my gut was like, mm, something's wrong. Uh, I was like, yeah, I, I think it'll be okay. with." Oh, dog. so it did feel weird. It did feel weird to that me. That you're getting in, like taking the dog home that just was barking at you. Yeah. Bad, bad who, who thinks that I might be like someone who possibly may have. Oh yeah. You, For sure. You, yeah. 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 So, uh, so we go to PetSmart and we get a bunch of stuff, come back, get the dog, right? Yeah. So we get the dog in the back of the car and he, he wasn't even really crying. He was just kind of laying there and just kind of okay. kind of being quiet, kind of looking around. You could tell maybe he was, he was a little spooked. I mean, obviously, like, you know, right, two, you, like, two strangers came into his him. house yeah, and sure. stole him from his family. His name was Dash. All right. Which is, yeah. But, uh, so... We are we're driving for maybe about a half hour and I got to take a piss. So I'm like, all right, let's pull over to the rest stop. And I was like, I'm going to go and you take the dog out, walk it around. So I I can't remember if it was her or I because it happened so quick. But I think that I had opened the back door to get the dog to because it had its collar and leash on still to, okay. to grab the dog, you know, mm-hmm. trying to not let it get out to get out of the car. And I had it out of the car on the pavement. And that's when she got out of the car and shut her door. And when that door shut, the dog just flipped and ripped its head out of the collar and fucking took off. No way. Yeah. So we are chasing this dog, the two of us all around this rest stop okay Okay. and all the people who are watching are just like laughing and thinking it's so funny right you know and like what's your mood are you like panicking oh i'm freaking the fuck out because the dog seems like it could just bolt oh yeah never see and i also had like completely like smooth sold shoes on and i'm running around in grass yeah you know what i mean so like i can't run as fast as i could yeah and between the two of us like we are just not able to catch up with this dog so we chase him around the rest stop and eventually he just starts running down the grass by the side of the highway so we are chasing this dog yeah along the side of the highway and i guess someone at the rest stop realized that like oh wait this this is some real shit so they take off down the highway pull over to the side and they get out and like cut the dog off right 
so he starts running back the other way. So I like jump to try to catch this oh, fucking dude, dog. And traumatizing the dog all along right. the way. I'm of course. Sure. Yeah. It, it's like chasing after him down the highway is only going to freak him the fuck out. Oh more. yeah, man. But what else are we supposed to do? Yeah, man. Just let him go. It's expensive you know? dog. And you, I mean, it was, you looked for it for four months. So. All right. Oh, it gets better. All right. So he comes running back towards us and the dude who had like hopped out and corralled him gets back in the car and we're like, thanks. Okay, cool, you know, yeah. He takes off. So the dog runs all the way back to the rest stop. So we start running back that way. Yeah. And someone must have spooked him over there because he comes fucking running back again and just gets right past us. And this time he just kept going and going. Oh, he just whizzes going. right past you. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, at this point, like we've been chasing this dog for probably 20 minutes straight. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm, my heart is about to fucking explode. I haven't, you All know, right. exert, I haven't ran in grass for 20 minutes straight, maybe my entire life. Yeah. So we're chasing this dog and we just see him start like fucking disappearing into the sunset. No and, way. And he just turns into a cornfield and he's gone. No way. So it was also Memorial day. So most of the businesses around this area were closed so we we drove around for hours looking for this dog. Oh, you didn't give up after it went in the cornfield? Oh, no. We, we drove around forever looking for this dog and couldn't find it. And eventually it started to get dark out. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't even remember what time it was, but like the shelters and stuff weren't open, you know, because it was like a, a holiday. Yeah, and, man. You know, we like reported it to the police and stuff and posted on some Facebook things. And three days later someone like contacted her saying that they found the dog on the side of the road. No way. Yeah. Dude, what a bummer, man. So, and you know what? She had never had a pet in her entire life. That was her. No way. Yeah, dude. That's a bad start. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was going to say, cause you said it was a Corgi and you also showed me the picture of the dog you had. I'm like, right, right. Yeah. That's not the dog that you grew to love. So, that's in, wait, was, was your girl pretty butthurt about that? Oh, for sure, man. Was she like, I mean, that has to be a song. Also, it's all, what about this? I lost my cat one time. Yeah. Did you almost feel dumb going home because people knew you were going to get this dog and you came back and you didn't have the dog and now you have to explain to everyone that you like let it get free? Oh, yeah. Like all the people we had already sent Yep. Uh, picture texts, like, you know, she's, like I'm driving and she's like leaning back and taking oh, pictures yeah. of the dog. Oh my gosh. You know, sending man. it out to people. And then, you know, 15 minutes later having to say, uh, the dog is gone. Right. You know, I remember, I remember, I think I was at work and she texted me when she found out about the dog and all she texted me, all it said was dash is dead. And no. I, oh, dude, it floored me, man. I was just like, no fucking way. Because, like, it was three days of us just, like, what do we do? Do we drive two and a half hours and go drive around looking for this dog again? No. You know? Yeah, you can't. Right. Like, Who knows where it is now? Did you... I mean, dude, if I if the dog goes into the cornfield, I, in my head, it's like, well, we lost the dog. Yeah. There's no way you're finding that dog. I mean, I couldn't give up for her sake. Were, was she more... Well, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, you're the like usually a man takes a more 
somber masculine role and doesn't get as weepy and can keep I mean, it together but i yeah i would say that i was just trying to like stay strong and not lose hope for her right but you knew that thing was gone i honestly in my mind part of me still wonders to this day if someone picked it up and kept it yeah because that's an expensive dog that if you wanted to you could turn around and sell right um but i mean yeah, I don't man. know. Yeah. I don't know. There's a stink bug on your light. Dude, I have so many stink bugs around here. Yeah, get him. There oh, hell yeah. They do stink too, man. <laughs> you got to be careful because they do. If you like spook them. Yeah. Yeah. Give me the squirt. Yeah, man. They will. <laughs> and it's hard to wash off. So after that happened, like I forget the exact dates of that, but it was, I, I think within a month after that, yeah. you know, I just told her, I was like, listen, the best thing to do when you lose a pet is go get another pet. Is that it? That's what you explained to her? Yeah. So, okay. So that's what we did. Yeah. And the day we got this, you know, the next dog that yeah. ended up, you know, uh, being alive and uh, for our relationship, um, we went to like, it was National Adoption Weekend, uh-huh. which was like, and it's in September every year, but we, uh, we didn't even see this dog on the internet anywhere. We just like, we decided, oh, let's go to one more PetSmart. Okay. And we just found this little guy and he was, he was such a sweetheart and we took him home. So this point, this is when you're like coming up with the arrangement of. Oh yeah. Back to that. Yeah, man. This had a, yeah. This well, had I a mean, thesis. The whole thing with the Corgi was that it was going to be her dog. Right. You know, like yeah. that, that was the kind of dog that she wanted. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a meet in the middle thing. It was yeah. me supporting her. It was baby's first pet, man. So we just yeah. kind of. We, we transferred that mentality to... To this new dog. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then to get, like, into it, what what uh, what happened? I kind of want to talk about, because you said, you know, this whole, like, the girl you just broke up with. Yeah. And then you starting a new band kind of, like, coincided, right? Um, I mean, I was starting the new band while her and I were together, but it just so happens that we didn't play our first show until after her and I had broken up. And I think it may have even been like a week or two after that. Okay. It just, that's just how it happened. I don't want to talk about that. Too no. Yeah. Much. Don't dude. Wait, your band or your girl uh, about her. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Start with the, I mean, yeah, talk about the band, dude. Like, what happened? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. What? Is that even worse? No, 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 no. All right. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just, you know, like with the girl thing, like, she, she'll probably listen to this, and I don't I don't mind talking about the dog stuff. Dude, yeah, and I don't want to edit anything. Right. Because that's annoying. So I don't want you gotcha. to say a bunch of stuff and like, hey, can you take out everything I said right. in small <laughs> chunks? That's like a four-minute podcast. Ooh, I got to be careful then. No, don't. Yeah, all right. We'll just... We'll stay away from it, but with the with the band, okay, you have two tattoos on both of your hands. Yes. The top of your the backs of your hands. Yeah. Uh the first one is uh your first band. Uh well Or my, your the previous band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, Explain it. Well, okay, so my well my very first band was called The Dukes. We eventually changed our name to The Dukes Are Dead. Okay. Because the Dukes was a like B-rate super group in the seventies that Warner Brothers still like owns the copyright to. Okay. 
Um, so I have a tattoo on my arm from that band, which is like this shitty lollipop covered in some ooze. Oh, really? That was like the cover. That was uh, our first CD. That's what it was on it. Okay, when you got that tattoo, was it just like, this is going to be a memento of my life? Or was it like, no, this is going to be my band and we're going to be big? When I got that one, that one was like in remembrance of. Oh, so it was post-mortem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, okay. Um, So the ones ones on my hands, like the, uh, so I've got like the eye of Horus on my my right, your left hand. And that was the logo for my band, Pop Goes the Evil, which in a sense was like sort of like my first band because it was my band. Yeah, you did lead vocals, right? Yeah. yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It, and I mean, I was the only guitar player. I wrote, you know, I wrote the songs. I mean, I didn't write the bass and drum parts, but I wrote the songs and then they added their flavor. Yeah. They did a great job. Yeah. Um, but in my band before that, the Dukes, it was like two of us who swapped singing and playing guitar and songwriting. Okay. It was this, this, a guy I'd uh, met in college and we like both were dropouts and, you know, wanted to be rock and rollers. That's wait, that's pop goes evil. No, that was the Dukes. That was the Dukes. Okay. So when that band broke up, um, I started this band and the whole idea with like the Dukes was just very much like balls to the wall, dirty garage, rock and roll. The whole idea with this band was that it was supposed to be more like a celebration of like a sort of sed- like taboo and sadistic pleasures and just being yourself even in like the dark ways. And yeah, no, like, get into that, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, just... What exactly does that look... Because, no, I totally understand what you're saying and I think that's really interesting there's a lot of like bands and comedians and stuff that do a similar thing where it's just kind of bringing to light something that's kind of gross but then you look at it dead on you realize it's kind of funny or right ironic or do you is that kind of what you're saying no for sure for sure I mean I think a lot of like a lot of it is the lyrics yeah what do you got like what lyrics do you have in mind from Pop Goes Evil that you're like this is kind of like was a good well there was a song so my favorite my favorite Pop Goes the Evil song is called Time for Bed, uh-huh. which is on our second album. And it's our shortest song. It just happens to be our shortest song, three minutes, which most of our songs average like would average like, you know, five or six minutes. Yeah. Um, but it is the most just kind of like blatant talking about like what just like. You know, just like depression and anxiety and getting older and like feeling like you're going crazy and falling apart and all that kind of shit. Because it's like even, you know, it it was I think our first album was more about like the the funny sadistic stuff. Okay, And then the other part was just more like, hey, you know, we all have these problems. Let's, you know, talk about them bluntly. Yeah. Instead of just disguising them in metaphor and shit yeah no i get that so it's kind of it's uh it can be help like was it the idea to be helpful to understand that everyone has this and yeah. that's okay right i okay. mean that the idea was just to like you know our our songs weren't about like yeah let's you know let's do shots and put our hands up in the air and forget our problems it was like yeah. no let's let's think about them right and let's think about 
how how they've made us better yeah and how we're working to overcome them and um you know, connect with other people who have the same issues because you're not alone. Right. You know, that kind of thing. Like that, it was very much a rock, like a hard, evil rock band. Yeah. But, you know, the message was positive, honestly. Yeah, I know what, I know what you're saying because I mean, I've listened to you guys. Yeah. But yeah, and I think, what about, one, one thing, when I was, you ever listen to Alkaline Trio? Were you kind of influenced them by them at all? Not really, man. No? Okay. What, there's that pussy stuff? Do you not? No, no, I'm just, I don't okay. want to lie for the sake of the podcast. No, don't. Yeah, podcast. don't lie. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying, um, as an example of what you're talking about, mm-hmm. um, like I grew up Christian, so all the music oh, yeah, was very, too. did you? Oh, yeah. Well, the music is terrible, and the music is all very like, it's just, it has no soul whatsoever. It's just yeah. kind of like positivity, focus yeah. on what's good, or just en- general energy all the time is like positive, positive. And then I, I remember listening to the Alkaline Trio and just it being so dark, mm-hmm. like, but still like weirdly positive in a way that I was like so attracted to it because I'm like, oh, this is the darkness. We all <laughs> yeah. have the darkness. Right. So like it was just looking at the darkness dead on. If that right. is kind of, would you, I don't know, would you sum up? No, I mean, I, I mean, that's definitely, yeah, you could apply that same kind of thought process to, you know, sometimes it's even enjoying the darkness. Yeah, man. You know, like for sure. laughing and smiling and, and, and letting it make you happy instead of breaking you down, you know? Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, it got to the point where I didn't feel that way anymore and it wasn't working. What do you mean you didn't feel what way? Like, I just couldn't write those songs anymore. What? What what changed? What was your old self that could lyrically express this idea? And then who did you become? I mean... Do you know, does that question make no, sense? Yeah, I'm just okay, trying yeah. to think of the proper response. I mean, when we, yeah. when we started Pop Goes the Evil, I, I was like... I had just left my other band to start my very own band okay. where I was really going to flesh out my ideas mm-hmm. and my creativity. And, um, you know, I was playing with great musicians. I had, I was finally getting over my ex. I was in great shape. Okay. I was like going to the gym. I had money. Like I, I had, I was buying, you know, new gear. Like I had a new car, like everything was going really, really well. And I was, I was feeling good. I mean, not saying my entire life was, was fantastic. No, yeah. It's a good leaf. Yeah. But, but it was just like, it was a good time in my life when that band started. And that's what I went into writing those songs with. They were, they were fun. You know, they were, I was having fun. I was happy, you know? And Somewhere along the line, I think something clicked where I just realized that it it wasn't working and it wasn't going to work. And then I still did it for a while. What it wasn't going to work as in what does working mean? People just didn't, they didn't seem to want it, man. Okay. Like that. No, I get it. People. I've done things people didn't want. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't know, man. I like, I, I just. You know, it got to the point where I I felt like I, I had busted my ass so hard and, and I I guess I just got I got wore out, man. And I just started getting depressed and, and you know 
I mean, when I quit that band, I didn't, I mean, I just started playing music again, you know, like mm-hmm. in November, it'd been almost a whole year, you know, and I went through that whole thought process of like, do I even want to do this anymore? You know, yeah. I, I, the girl I was with, like we'd been together for three years, you know, I'm like, should I just like get married, get a house, yeah, have dude, kids, give like, up. And, yeah. like, you know, I've always like, I was telling myself like, well, I'll always play, but like, do I really want to dump all of my time and energy and money and, and effort into this, you know? And, and so it's just the idea. Like, I I mean, every artist has been there before where you're just investing so much. I mean, with this dude, you just invest so much and then you just have so little returns of any appreciation on what you're doing. Yeah. That depresses you. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and like with, you know, I can work through that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, I can stay focused and work through it, but it was just like, you know, three years is a long time. Yeah. And I was also the, my previous band was three years and then we broke up, you know, so I'm looking back and I've like, I've just spent the last six, seven years of my life on two projects that in 10 years, no one will remember, but my friends. Yeah. But that's, I mean, is that's, that's one way. I mean, you may look at it different now because you're speaking from a, you know, a couple years ago, but yeah. don't you look back at that as like, no, that's my life. That's my oh, scars absolutely. and my, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the best time of my life was my first band. Yeah. You know, like leaving school and, you know, saying fuck you to like everyone yeah, who, who didn't want me to and just doing it and getting that band together and figuring out how to be a band and make right. make shit happen. You know, I mean, pretty much because of that band, like is how I was able to propel Pop Goes the Evil to the level we were at, like from day one. Yeah, man. It's just from three years of like, you know. Being a music businessman yeah. is really what it is. Well, and just all the friends you make along the way, all right. the quality, great people you meet who, you know, are still willing to help you out because you have that history together. Um, yeah, but those are things. So, yeah, what you're saying is like those are things. Sure. In, you know, 10 years is are people going to be listening to Pop Goes the Evil? Probably some, you know, yeah. or the uh, what was the first band dead. The Dukes are dead. The Dukes are dead. Yeah. You know what I mean? You think, oh, well, are people going to listen? But the amount of connections you made yeah. and experiences you've had oh, yeah. are so invaluable, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't regret, I don't regret oh, anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was, when I was going through those dark times, right. after Pop Goes Evil broke up, I did regret a lot of things. Yeah. But, but now, you know, now that I'm like getting it going again and I'm feeling good and the responses have been good. You know, every, every I'm back in a much better mood and it feels like, you know, it feels like home again. Just like, you know, I, I don't know. This is how, this is my life. This is what I do. Like I, you know, I play music and I'm constantly working towards making it something better. And yeah, well, okay. But you took the break for a year, right? You took a break for a year because you were burned out. You were like, yeah. I just don't want to do this anymore. I just need time off. What got you, what like compelled you to come back around and be like, you know what? I'm going to be, like you said, this is who you are. Yeah. What like made you realize that's who you are? Like, how did that feel coming back in? Well, so I had decided that I wanted to record some music 
but I didn't want to tell anyone about it. And I just wanted to do it just for my own sake. Yeah. So I got together with some guys from this band lemon sky. Um, and then it's a local Cincinnati band. And then a friend of mine who I work with at motor named Justin and, uh, put together a five piece band to just record the three songs that suck. The honey has mm-hmm. online right now. Um, and that was just like, I, you know, I didn't want people to ask me about it. I didn't want anyone to know. I just okay. wanted to do it just for, just for Why did fun. you want to do it? Just for fun. Okay. Just like, just for my own, like, Cause you're pleasure a musician, and yeah. well-being. Right. Okay, you know, cool, like cool, I, yeah. I didn't want to have to deal with anyone asking me about it or talking about it all the time. You know, I just, right. I just wanted to. To ha- low key do it. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I asked everyone like, you know, just don't tell anyone about this. Right. Yeah. Don't man. tell anyone. And yeah. no, no one did, you know, I mean, a few people knew, of course, because you can't trust anybody. Right. But, um, but, uh, I'm really happy with how those songs came out. And after that, I, <clears throat> you know, recording with five piece band was great. It was okay. fantastic. Especially having the, uh, the keyboard there and the synth was just absolutely fantastic. But afterwards, the idea of putting a five piece band together of like dudes who are my age, who also have like life shit. Right. It's just like such a daunting task that I'm like not even, I'm not even trying to do that. So I was like, right. you, know, you know what I want to do? I'm going to get back together with my old drummer and that's it. Dude. Yeah. No, cause I've been in a band Yeah, and it's the more people you add to it, the more like it just becomes in, you can't do it. Yeah. Man. People not showing up to practices and stuff yeah. and like packing your gear and all that. I mean, my the Dukes were four people. Yeah. When I went to Pop Goes Evil, which was three, it made a world of difference. Oh, I bet, man. And now that I'm in a two piece, it's just like, pff, dude, I I've only got to talk to one person. Right. You know what time you want to meet? Six six thirty. Cool. See them. Yep. Bam. Sound checks are quick. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude. man. The only thing that sucks is like loading in gear, like, and also yeah. splitting the costs of expensive things. Uh, okay, you just don't have as much help. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. we we just. We just were in the studio for three days, and I mean, we just had to pay for all of that right. between two people, you know, so... It, Still, I like it that way. I like having, I don't know, you get closer bonds when it's just like you and me, you and another guy, and you're like, we're, yeah. we're throwing down for this. You don't have people that are like, maybe your bass player, your drummer is kind of flaky, and you, yeah. he's not really into it, so he's not going to throw down. Like, you can have like a shared level of commitment with right. fewer people. It's 50-50. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. So, and, but yeah, I feel that. And I mean, you know, I've already played with this drummer for three years. So like, it was so, it was very, like all of the Suck the Honey songs came out very organically. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we played our first set, I think two months after we had started jamming together and we just recorded a full album in three days yeah. of all new songs. So it's like, we worked together really well. You know, he, like he... I, I got to give it to him because he really gave me a lot of creative freedom in the studio this time around. And I, I think that this album that's going to come out is like the realest and like most proud thing that, that I have been a part of, like in yeah. terms of music I've made, it just feels like, like it's totally authentic. Like every, every, yeah. every word, all the music is, is just, you're proud of it. And, yeah, and you know what's funny is because I like it so much, but I fully expect that not as many people will like it. As previous bands. Yeah, 
just because I think it's much less accessible because I think it's a lot more raw and it's a lot more intense. Yeah. But, you know, maybe people will take to that. Yeah, Who but knows? there's something I know what you mean, because there's that you can write music for other people that you're like, oh, this is easy. This is digestible. People are going to like this. Same yeah. thing with comedy. You can give people that, but it's not it's like super fulfilling when you finish something. You're like, yo, that's me. Yeah, that's like this. This like album I'm putting out is me. Yeah. So if you don't like this, you don't really like me, you know? Well, and it's. What I think is going to happen is that I don't I don't think that Suck the Honey is going to have as as wide of an appeal uh, as like Pop Goes the Evil did. But I think that the people who like it will like it more. Okay, And at least that's also the vibe I'm starting to get from uh, the couple shows we've played and just talking to friends. Yeah, they've all kind of said, like, you know, I like this more. It's it's better. It's got more feeling. Yeah. You know? My favorite part from being in the studio this last time around was I was I was doing some lyrics to a song and the engineer, my friend Eric Cronstein, keyed in and he was and he was just laughing. He was like, dude, this song is so sad, man. Yeah. And I was just like, Yeah. That's what it's supposed to be. Nailed it. You know? Well, I mean, that's like music is supposed to be or any sort of art is something you're supposed to emotionally connect to, something you can create and then emotionally connect to. Right. So yeah, if you do that, if you write a song that comes from sadness and you can make, I don't mean it sounds weird, but if you can make another person feel the sadness, I think that's it's like you've done it. Yeah. You know? Well, that's, yeah, that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> Was is, this, it, uh, is it like all, I mean, I've heard the music, but yeah. do you well, feel? Well, okay, so the thing is, is that the three songs that are online right now are sort of uh, kind of leftovers or like, they're like the missing link between Pop Goes the Evil and Suck the Honey. Okay. But the new album, like there's no, there's no pop songs there. Like there's, well, okay, maybe pop sensibility, but there's no like, m- there's no songs in major keys except for like one, but it it's more of a sarcastic thing. Okay. You know, everything else is like, it's dark and it's, it's gloomy and it's, and, uh, is it all, does it, what are the songs? Okay, where did what like so you explained Pop Goes the Evil and where the kind of theme or the energy of the songs kind of comes from? Mm-hmm. What like what parts of your life does Suck the Honey lyrics come from? Well, it definitely stemmed a lot from the end of my most recent relationship. Okay. And some unresolved issues that I have still from the woman before her. Um It's all like chick stuff dude uh not is it no no No? it's not all chick stuff right Uh, and then the it like there's okay so there i mean you know there's the love and love lost yeah aspect of it like literally i'd say 99 percent of all songs are about some sort of romantic love yeah and then the other part is just me like trying to deal with my fucking head yeah (laughs) you know yeah no i I do know right so it's it's like half and half and also just like you know you know, I got like a song about like all my family members that have died. You okay, know, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Know, got that song, and uh, got a song about uh, just being honest and saying, you know, like, hey, uh, here's a time when I was a pretty big shithead. Right. You know. Yeah. Um. Well, do you? Okay. Do you have a any problems like being vulnerable, writing lyrics, or did you ever? 
Um, I've always, I feel like I've always been a very aggressive, um, and, um, I guess dirty lyricist. Like I, like I typically when I write, it's no holds barred, but I mean, it's weird when you start like permanently recording something where you're talking about yourself because then I also have to deal with like my sister, for instance, always being worried about me. Yes, dude. You know, like she'll listen to your lyrics and then she'll text you. Well, and the person who will be floored the most by this album is my sister who has been along the ride with me for like, like her and I are really close. And I mean, she knows what every single song is about. She was there when like most of these things were happening, you know? And I just know like she's, it's, it's going to kill her, man. It's going to tear her apart, dude. But I, I, but it's from the past though. Yeah. But she knows you're in a good place now. Right. But it's still going to bring up the feelings she had in those situations as well. Oh really? Yeah. Oh wow. So you you and your sister are super tight, man. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're really tight. Um, no, I do get that. I get that with the podcast all the time. I'll get my dad or my mom, or usually my dad. He'll text me and say something about something I said or someone else said, you know. But, yeah, I mean, my dad, he sent me some, like, worried texts. Right? Yeah. 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 They still, like, she's going to listen to that album, though. Oh, you know yeah, I mean? for sure. For yeah. sure. And, I mean, you know, after the initial experience, you know, then it'll just be the music that she can enjoy but yeah. you know there's going to be some lyrics on there that that are probably not going to make her very happy yeah a lot a lot i guess anyone who gives a shit about me will probably be like hey are you okay man right you know but like the thing is is and this is what i always this is what i always tell her is like you know i i these songs are about things that happened yeah you know and like this is not how i feel right now how do i feel right now i actually feel fucking great yeah because i'm back doing what i love and it's and it's going well mm-hmm. so don't worry now just like it's done you're just you I mean you're not like reliving it every time you perform it right but yeah it's it's like i'm at a place where i can look back out on it like retroactively and you know right. decompress or whatever so it's a positive. Um, yeah, and I mean, honestly, it's it's good to get all that stuff out as well. Yeah, and, man. You know, and just write write lyrics and write music and just not worry about what anyone thinks about it. Yeah. Just like saying what I want to say, playing how I want to play, getting it all out there, getting it off my chest and fucking going, you know? Yeah. Moving on. That's what, yeah, no, I feel that. it's it's uh, It does require you to be to have like authentic relationships with at least this has gotten me to have authentic relationships with my parents and anyone that really loves me because i i open up on here just like you open up on suck the honey that album so anyone that's gonna hear it if you were to have let's say like your parents like if you were kind of like a fake relationship like are your parents still religious um or is your sister at all no my my parents are a weird situation there it's not like just a normal thing that you can really apply any normal situation okay got it got it but any sort of thing where you have i mean even co-workers whatever people that don't know the real you when they listen to your music it's like oh they may know you in a professional setting or just like a fake ass relationship you have but then when they hear suck the honey all of a sudden it's like oh that guy i barely know i'm now listening to all of his pain right 
It is weird because sometimes those people will come up and, you know, they'll be very concerned and they'll want to talk to you. And I'll just smile and I'll be like, yeah, you know, I've, yeah, I've always felt this way. Yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah. Do they, do people ever want to like talk to you about sometimes? Stuff? Sometimes. I mean, I typically shut that down pretty quickly. Yeah. Just because, you know, I'm not trying to talk about my feelings at the bar while I'm drinking. Yeah. You know, because right. who knows what might happen. No, you know? yeah, man. You want to grab a cup of coffee? Sure. I, you know, I can tell you a story, but yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, when I'm at the bar, like, which is typically when those situations happen. Yeah, man, you know, like for sure. Before yeah. or after a show when your buddies are hanging out, you know, and yeah. they want to talk about something, but it's like, eh, it's not the time. Yeah. Also, I'm just very much a, like, <sighs> I, I don't know. Uh, what you don't like to talk about your emotions with people, but you like to perform them. Do you know what I'm saying? Does that oh yeah, sense? for sure. Man. Yeah, no, yeah. I know. Yeah, I don't like anyone to be unhappy ever. So like, my auto response to anyone being concerned is to like crack a joke and make it everything's okay. Right. We're having a good time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to bum anyone out. And and I just like. I know I wrote the song and I put it out there for you, but I, that doesn't mean I want to talk about it. Yeah, no, it's the same. I mean, it's the same thing with comedy, too. It's like I practiced this pain and channeled it into funny. Right. You know, but I don't want to talk about it now because I don't know how to channel it in to be funny. And to be honest, it was just painful. Right. So you've channeled the music into, you know, something artistic that will ultimately make people feel better. I mean, I think in the end, yeah. I mean, you know, every now everyone needs a good cry. You do, man. Everyone needs someone to connect with on a, on a sad issue that they might have felt alone about. Yeah, you know, that's dude. That's what it is. It's that. That's why people listen to sad music. Yeah, they don't listen because they want to be sad. They don't want to like right. live in that state. They just it helps, man. Right. I think it's just the idea that you're like not alone. Yeah, you know. Even though you may be alone listening to it, you it's you still feel like, I mean, it's music, you right. know. It it can move you, and and I mean, there's there's plenty of you know, I there's been plenty of times in my life I've listened to songs that just like, you know, maybe I've even heard them before, but that moment they it struck the right chord, yeah, man, man. you know, and just oh. <laughs> yeah, dude, I've been there, uh, man. There's yeah, I'm trying to think like. Dear, oh my gosh, man. There's a podcast I listen to. I forget this girl's name. I'm going to plug her at the beginning of the episode. But I, it, this guy pulled it because it was uh, Bobby Lee, the Mad TV guy. He was the guest. And then mm-hmm. this song is called Bobby Lee, Forget the Artist. But like, it was really great. It was on the podcast. And I played it again later. And I'm like, in my, I'm here. I'm cleaning my apartment, okay? Mm-hmm. Just like vacuuming and stuff. And I'm like, listening to this song. And, I don't know, man, just the way it hit me right then. Like, yeah. I just, I didn't like weep, but like I start, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know yeah. that feeling? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was weird, man. There were actually a lot of times when I wasn't playing music after Pop Goes the Evil when I was going through a really dark time, just like drinking a lot and just just being depressed all the fucking time. When yeah. I, would, I would go see my friends' bands and I would just be like, I would tear up. Yeah. Because I, because it. I would, you know, I would just be drunk and sad because I wasn't in a band and I felt like I wasn't part of the group. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you I felt, fit. yeah, I got it. Yeah. And, uh, 
I just felt like I was fading away and I didn't fucking matter anymore, you know? And yeah, I'll never be this good, you know? And, and wow, look at all these people here. Gosh, I wish I was playing, you know? Right, dude. Um, and yeah, I don't know, man. I just kept retreating and hiding out and drowning my fucking sorrows. But then you got the inspiration and you realize the way to get out of that rut, that sort of like you're bummed out. I don't know. Why wouldn't you just say, oh, I want this. I clearly want this because I'm going to these shows with my buddies and I want to be like them. And I want, you know what I mean? I want to live that life again and be a performer. Why didn't, why didn't, why wasn't it obvious that it's like, I, I guess I just, I, I don't know, man. Part of that, I think, was also the fact that I had been in a relationship with the same girl for three years, and yeah. I think she was ready for more. Okay. You know? So that was on the table. Oh, okay. So it was you would not have the time, because you're also considering being more serious. Yeah, I mean, I... Don't I, say anything you don't right, want. Right, yeah, 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 think, right. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I can mark um, the time, but... No, I... I yeah, no, I I feel that, man. You're just in kind of in a place of uh like dissonance. You don't really know what to do. You kind of have yeah. It's um you kind of it's you have a choice, really. I mean, my my choice at that moment I I feel was like, okay, I can either do music casually as a hobby just for fun and right. truly commit to this woman and do that life. Uh-huh. Or I I got to break up with her and just commit fully and stay on my own and do my thing. Okay. That's what I went with. That was the choice. Yeah. Dude, that is, I, man, it's funny. Cause that's like such a cliche in life is the having a relationship, having like whatever, I don't know. I like love connection, yeah. um, all that emotional support and stuff. And then you lose the ability to have freedom, you know, but there's part of there was part of me that was willing to do that, like that was considering that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like I had spent three years with this woman, and you mm-hmm. know we we had built our life together, right. and it, marriage seemed like an obvious next step. Like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, for sure. You know. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I would like to have kids someday. Yeah. I. That's just something I would like to do. Do I want to do it right now? No. But, um, you know, I'd like to have a house someday. Sure. Yeah. You know, I don't want to live in apartments for the rest of my life, but it just wasn't time. Yeah. It wasn't know? today, man. Yeah. yeah. And it, it seemed so much more real because I was 27. Yeah. You know, I wasn't 20, 21, 22, 23 anymore. I was like, oh, I'm 27. These, these are realistic things. Yeah, man. You know, these are things that a lot of people my age are doing right it's that yeah no and it's that um you're looking at you because you look at your age a lot and you're like 27 am i at a point where i maybe could get married or am i do i still want to have had these experiences pre this you know major turning point in my life well and that was that was another big thing that was on my mind was like there's so much that I haven't got to do with music yeah. that I still want to do. Right. You know, like, you know, I, I've never been to like the West coast and I always thought my music would take me there. And right. I'm, I, that's one thing that I want to make happen. Yeah. You know, that's just something I've always wanted to do. I'd love to play in Europe. 
that's not something that I think is like, that's not like a close thing. You right, know? dude. West but, Coast is an easy win. Right. Yeah. I mean, I that that is doable within probably a year. I would think. I mean, it always depends on who you meet and the yeah. opportunities that present themselves. But I mean, um, yeah, man. I know there's just so many places I haven't been, and I want to go there because of music. Because that's like the one of the best feelings in the world is just as an artist is Mm -hmm. going to somewhere you've never been. And the reason that you're going there is to do your art. Dude, that is, it's because people want your art too. It's because it's demanded wherever you're going. Well, and you know, I've always said like playing in other towns, like all I really ever desire is just like one person who just thinks that it's like fucking awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're connecting all with someone got it. Yeah. You made it and someone got it. They there's, understood. There's nothing better than a, than a stranger being excited yeah. about what you just did. Yeah. You know, you don't know this person. They don't owe you shit. Yeah. And they, maybe they don't have any money. They, they can't even buy anything, but they just come up to you and they're just, you can tell that they're, they're, they, they aren't faking it. They have no reason to. Yeah. You know, that's the best feeling. And then you get to meet that person and find out about them. And then now you have a friend in this other city, Yep. you know, who you have this special connection with. It's, it's amazing when that shit happens. Dude, I mean, that's like, honestly, that's what it is all about. It's all about that. It's all about doing that, making something like connecting with total strangers yeah. through your artistic expression. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Mic drop. Dude, that's <laughs> I, that's what it. That's all it is, man. It's all. I mean, if it's anything other than that, obviously, like, you know, it's they, like that other thing of meeting more of these people in other places and being able to see new things. Do you know? Have experiences around your art is yeah, and that's totally that's cool though. That's what you wanting to have these things because once you under, I mean, whatever you get into, whether it's a relationship, whether you like take on a job yeah. or like anything you you take other paths in life you know those paths are going to limit you from other things yeah so you got to weigh it out and i i guess i just feel like when pop goes evil broke up i just all of that went away yeah. and i think that's probably why i just got so so depressed and considered not even doing anything anymore because it's just, I just felt so shitty yeah. every single day because I just wasn't doing anything. I wasn't meeting anyone. I didn't want to talk to anyone. Right. You know, cause I didn't want to hear about pop goes the evil from people. Yeah. You man. Know? I didn't want to hear how other people were sad because I was the most sad. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I get that dude. It's uh, and it's, it's also, it's people reminding you of your lack of passion. Like you've lost the passion. You're not compelled anymore. And then it's just people like reminding you of a time when you did have passion, you know? Well, and I mean, you know, to this day, I mean, now, now if someone brings up pop goes evil or the Dukes or whatever, like it, you know, it makes me happy. Yeah. It's the time of your life, man. That someone still, someone still cares, you know? And like, they still play that shit on like WNKU. Do they really? Oh yeah, man. They won't play my new band, but they 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 play Pop Goes the Evil. Oh, do they really? <laughs> yeah, dude. That's awesome. The song they play is about masturbation. Really? <laughs> yeah, like dude. clearly about masturbation? Uh, I mean, it's we got some loose metaphors. All right, on there. yeah, yeah. Like okay. one of the lyrics is uh, when 
when I'm home and I'm all alone, when I'm home, I reach for the bone. <laughs> I mean, come yeah. on. Okay. <laughs> the song's called The Milky Shake. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty obvious. But uh, there's no profanity. Really? Yeah. In any of your music or in that oh, one? Oh, no, no. I mean, I'm pretty liberal with profanity. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought so. Yeah, yeah. But they don't. They play that one because it doesn't have the profanity. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, on this new album, without even really thinking about it, there's not nearly as much uh, profanity as, as there has been on, like, Pop Goes Evil records. You're growing and, up, man. I think that's it. I guess, I guess you know? man. I mean, I still loved, I love to say fuck in my music, you know, and I love to really like hammer in points with a solid, uh, you know, bad word. Yeah, but man. Uh, sometimes there's just so many other things to say that it doesn't even make its way in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you don't, when you're like first starting out and you don't have much to say, you start, you know, but when you're like, you've so much like actual thoughts about things yeah. to write down, you don't have time or like, you know, time for filler words, man. And a lot of these songs, like there is a song, the, so the album is called, it's going to be called all hail having failed. Okay. Um, that's good. And that song is literally from start to finish. I do not stop singing the entire time for like four and a half minutes. Like, Oh really? There's no like interludes or anything. No, no. Yeah. It's vocals the entire time. And it's so hard to sing because it's just nonstop, man. Yeah. But, and, and I mean like the only thing that's same, the same, I guess is the courses, but it's like, there's no profanity in that song at all, but it's, I think it's the most intense one, maybe the most like raw and intense one on the album, but there's no, yeah. Wait, is that, what's the name of that one? That one, the title track. It's the title track. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. When's that album coming out by the way? Um, I'm hoping no later than March. Okay. Um, we had originally planned on releasing an EP in like February, but, um, since we ended up recording more songs and getting a full album out of it, it's going to take a little bit longer. Okay. But you're mastering now? Uh, it's being mixed now. We actually still have to finish up vocals on a few of the songs. Um, but all the music is done. So we just got to like finish those some vocals, get some guest vocals on there. And uh, I mean, one thing that makes me really excited about this album is I'm getting to do a few things I've never got to do before. So like one, I'm doing a duet. Oh, nice. Um, which I've always wanted to do and it's just never happened. Uh, the last song on the album is just acoustic. Um, but it's like seven minutes long. Okay. And acoustic songs have just never worked for my other bands because Mm -hmm. in the first band you had two guys who would both want to do it. Right. And then in the second band, it just didn't really fit the the subject matter and the attitude, you know, but it like totally works with this band. And then there's also like this one other song that's like a real mellow song, but we just add this super fuzzed out guitar underneath it. that just makes it like so fucking tense. And I, I'm just, yeah. Dude, we got a long time to wait. I want to hear it, dude. Well, I know I've talked it up Just a lot. Just like leak it, dude. <laughs> leak some uh, leak shit. It. I wish I had it. I wish I could listen yeah, to it. Yeah, man. Leak it out, man. I, I can't wait to hear it again. Well, I mean, we we should be releasing a song in like January and February. You know, some singles promoting yeah. up to the release. Um, well, but, it sounds like yeah. I mean, it really does sound like you're super. You can always tell when someone's like super passionate about their thing they're doing. Like you are beaming with excitement oh for I'm, this yeah i'm you know very I mean? excited dude I'm it's very cool excited. to see man you know yeah 
That's what like that's what life's about. Life's about feeling the way you're feeling. Right. About something. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And it feels good to be back in that spot. Yeah. You know. I honestly didn't even expect to come out of recording feeling like this. Okay. You know. Because I thought we were just going to go in there, do four to six songs, be done, release an EP, and just start playing and, and record more at a later date. But, like, I don't know, man. It just went so well. Yeah. You know, just it was really, really super smooth. And, and a lot of that does have to do with being a two-piece. Mm-hmm. You know, so many less dudes to corral when right. it's time to rec- press record. You know, instead of, like, walking around, well, where's this guy? Yeah. Oh, now he's gone. Ugh. Logistics, man. Yeah, man. People need to smoke. People need to pee. Yeah. You got egos, man. Right. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that sounds like you found something that's going to work, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's working for me. And from the shows that we've played, it seems like people are digging it. And the next step is just taking it on the road, man, and seeing what people think. Yeah, man. You know? Yeah. We'll, mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Do you do you have any if you could tell someone something something <laughs> you've learned where you're like this don't do this or do this if you feel this way do that what or like if you could synop what you were talking about um or just tips on dog ownership <laughs> and uh the one thing that I've always said to like bandmates and bands that I've been in and to maybe like younger musicians I end up talking to is I think the most important thing that is different about playing music now from like shit. I mean, maybe I feel like it, 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 it's all changed with the internet, but like you, you, I always tell people, don't be a dick. Okay. You, You can't be an asshole anymore unless you are a fucking prodigy. Yeah. Like yeah. it, if you want to make something of yourself, you have to make friends. Yep. Because you you can hand out a thousand download cards that will go into a thousand trash cans. Yep. You know, but like what it's really all about is is meeting people and and being nice and being a real person because that people who may not even like your music will still support you if they like you. Yep. You know. Yeah. And like, you know, when people buy CDs, like sure, maybe they'll listen to them, but I I don't feel like people buy our CDs for the music. I think they buy them because they want to support us, you know, because I mean, the music's online for free everywhere. No. Yeah. They're there because, yeah, they know you're getting the money and they want to be a part of it, too. They want to own the CD that says suck the honey, too. It's it's like. It's not even about the music at that point. It's it's yeah. about them doing what they feel like they can do to support you because they believe in you. Yeah. So so yeah, that that's I mean the the moral of the story is I always I think I always you know, when we go out of town yeah. in bands, it's always like the last thing before we get out of the van. All right, everyone be nice. Yep. You know? Dude, I had one, I had a bandmate that was not nice. And we were all, like, super gregarious, like, shake the promoters and, like, the venue owner's hand and stuff. But we always had, like, a guy that was just not chill. You know what I mean? Even with fans and stuff, it was just, like, 
It, it, that had to be extremely frustrating. Yeah, well, because you, you represent the band. You know what I mean? Right. So if they're like, oh, this band, that they, they suck. Like the one guy, he was just kind of a dick. He just like smoked outside. People tried to talk to him about the music and he wouldn't say anything. He just, that people will now say that about the band. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. That's their opinion of the band now. Right, they're dicks, yeah. man. Yeah. And I, you know, I think any band I've ever been in, everyone has always been... They, they've kept it together and been nice. I mean, now, of course, you know, you have those situations where, like, you know, maybe you're talking to someone who is just being a dick to you. Right. And you got to deal with that. Right. You know, but I mean, it's just like a general attitude kind yes. of thing that, like, in this day and age, there's too many fucking bands. And if you want people to like you, you got to be nice. Yep. You know? Yeah, man. It's like, I mean, there's too many of everything. None yeah. of us are that great to yeah. be an asshole. You right. gotta look out for other people, unless you're like, like Justin Bieber, man. He can be an asshole. Right. He's there. He He's, can do whatever he wants. It's yeah. done. The game's over. <laughs> like, not like for us, you know, in what we're doing, yeah. we gotta get people to like us. For sure. We're not virtuosos. You yeah. can't do that. No. We gotta be nice guys. Well, and there's not only are there, you know, like. Not only are there a lot of uh, bands and comedians and and filmmakers Mm -hmm. and visual artists out there who are great, there are a ton of them who are great. Like there's a there's Mm -hmm. a shit ton of bad stuff and there's a shit ton of amazing stuff, and it's just so oversaturated that like once again, unless you're a prodigy, you have to give them something to remember you by, and what is that? It's you. Yeah. as a person, you know, and how you treated them, you know, not if you ripped a mean solo, it's if you gave them a hug and had a big smile on your face when you saw them after the gig, you know? Yeah. No, it's just be, be a person. Like you said, man, it's, it's too saturated with too much talent for you to think you can, you're above everyone. Right. There's just so much good out there that, yeah, you can't get away with it anymore, you know? Yeah, I just had, I had to pull myself back from calling some people out. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it's like, it's an easy, I mean, I mean, it's an easy thing to get into. I'm sure we've both been there where we're, you know, our ego gets stroked a little too much. Now all of a sudden we want to act like a dick because we think we can. Like, like pushing it. Yeah, Yeah, just be a little more aloof than you really should be. Right. Do you know what I mean? I'm just saying it's a slippery slope. Yeah, I... I'm seeing how people get there. I know some situations where where I've definitely woken up the next day and not been proud of my actions. Yeah. You know, typically it involves alcohol. Yeah. And we're just going to have to skip. Yeah. No, you don't have to bring it up. But no, that's, I mean, to your point, though, I mean, that's, it's when you're a performer, you're getting affirmation. You know what I mean? You're getting your ego stroked. So it's up to you to decide how you're going to take that. Are you going to stay humble or are you just going to be a dick? I mean, I try it like, you know, I try to channel it into, you know, positive energy that to give to other people. Like when I get off the stage, Yeah. you know, now, you know, it's tough because sometimes you get off the stage and, you know, you can't talk to everyone. Mm -hmm. You just can't. You end up talking to whoever comes up to talk to you. But, you know, I still try to thank everyone yeah who who walks by who like saw the show you know um my brain 
My brain is starting to feel tired. Yeah, man. Nah, that's uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's just trying, trying to be, trying to be aware that you're surrounded by other people yeah. who experienced your music and are other people. You know, just being aware. Have you heard? Um, shoot, I quote it all the time. This is water. I'm trying to think of the guy's name. Oh man, it's really good. It's from a book that I think is actually called This Is Water. Forget the name of it. But anyway, it's the idea that like we're, you're in a world with other people. So a lot of times when you get that huge head, you know, yeah. and you're like, oh, I'm above this. I'm in a sea of just like it's about me yeah. and not realizing there's, you know what I mean? Like there's other fish in the water. Right. There's We're all here together experiencing this moment. It's not yeah. about me. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, for sure. Your brain tired? Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah I. I've, how long have we been talking? Two hours and 45 minutes. I'm kidding. Oh, no, I God. You out. No, it's been, uh, I don't know. I have no idea, man. But we're at like an hour-ish, so. Oh, okay. And you you, you synopsed. You yeah. gave good advice, man. Give my tips. I think that's like business. I think there's a good business advice that's don't be a dick. I feel like that's a book or something by, like. I mean, it's a, it, I feel like you could apply that to most aspects could. of life. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, catch more flies with honey. Yeah. suck the honey hey back around there it is all right plug your band camp and all your shows coming up anyway. all right uh just go to suckthehoney.com. it actually is our band camp but we just have the url that directs to there Tight. uh all the music's free you can download it you don't have to pay anything um our next show is shit january it's like the third weekend in january at the comet Cincinnati, uh, Ohio. Yeah, I think it's called, or I think it's on January 24th at the Comet. Uh, we're playing with Brother O Brother from Indianapolis. It's a cool two piece as well. Um, and uh, yeah, and I, we're we're still booking shows right now, but we're mainly focusing on this album thing and and getting that together, uh, booking some out of town stuff. But yeah, the album should be out should be out by spring. All hail having failed. Uh, we'll have some physical copies, but I think the plan is to j- just like release one song a month for free oh, really? until they're all out. Cool. And then it'll be on the streaming sites as well. So but it'll basically be free unless you want to buy a copy just to support us. Yeah. You know, that's how it should be. Right. Yeah. It's 2016. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Cool. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Lucas. It's been great. Thank you for having me on the anecdotal experience. Nice. You're welcome. All right. Later. Later.